0: G'day
2: folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings' official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, and Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at at Outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. G'day, folks, and welcome back to another episode of a Can of Down Under. Cade Moyer from the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast joins me on this episode to talk about his show and discuss the possible connections between the paranormal, alien, and yellow phenomena. So please welcome to the show, Cade. G'day, Cade. How you going, mate?
1: Very good, Anthony. How are you, mate?
2: <laughs> good, mate. Mate, good having you on here, mate. It's like absolutely fantastic. Like We had this uh, bit of a live chat there a couple of years ago there talking about this sort of stuff there. and. Um, for those who don't know Kay is sort of one who inspired me to go and get into the whole podcasting sort of stuff that I was um and about it going look i'm not really sure if i'm the right guy for this sort of stuff and he's like look just do it if it works it works you know if not you can just always just toss it aside and try something else but yeah look mate all it's all to you thanks to you mate for making this thing actually a reality really
1: mate i think you're uh you know you're born for it there's, there's certain people who are good at talking to to other people um i'm probably not one of those people but you most definitely are and <laughs> man you do you do a fantastic job
2: you're too kind i think i'm doing a horrible, horrible job myself i can't explain stuff that saved me life <laughs> as soon as i get in trouble i'll be like i'll oh, dig myself in my own grave here um but look yeah look yeah, mate, um for those who don't know yeah k the host of the believe paranormal ufo radio podcast if you haven't already checked it out um, you can check him out on the Apple, or, well, it's all the major pod uh,
1: podcast streaming apps, isn't it? It's everywhere. It's everywhere.
2: Yep. No, that's cool. I yep. think you're also on YouTube as well, aren't you? You're doing your, most of your live streams there?
1: Yeah. So actually I, I upload to YouTube and it was a, a suggestion from one of my listeners. Um, and said, hey, you should like be a little more accommodating to the deaf. And I was like, okay, cool. That's great. But I don't know how to do that. And they said, upload your podcast to YouTube and I'll auto um, caption it for you. Yeah. So that's why I do that.
2: That's awesome. I think Facebook's even sort of caught up on that as well, with that sort of um, capturing the dialogue and that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Which is good. So um, no, that's awesome that, uh, for people who can't really hear too well, or you know, they can see our beautiful faces at least. But you know, um, <laughs> at least they'll be um, able see that best. But anyway, look, let's get into the, um, this whole topic here while we're here. So you've been uh, doing this for what three, four years now with your podcast.
1: Yeah, about three years. So, um, you know, very much like yourself, I talk to, to people who have had encounters with the the strange and the unknown. I probably go a look, my scope's probably a little bit more broader than what yours is. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people who have had we encounters, UFO encounters, alien encounters, um, paranormal encounters, you know. And it, it kind of really does cover like, anything that's unusual. I am 100% down to talk to you.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. It's awesome. Because uh, like when you sort of look at this sort of stuff, it is sort of does cross into each other at some point there, doesn't it? It's um, sort of related in a sense.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, especially when it comes to the UFO phenomenon, you know, like there is, the, it's it's something I've probably said this a hundred times on my show, but a friend of mine, Damien Knott, came on the show. <laughs> Massive fan of the bloke. Very lovely. And he he really said something on there that, made me kind of question like basically everything when it comes to all the phenomena and he said the the biggest thing when it comes to the ufo phenomenon is the human element of it because our perception of it is what defines what we're experiencing essentially and i'm 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 paraphrasing him but he he basically you know put it into the the perspective of that If you see an orb in the sky, that's a UFO. But if you see an orb in your house, that's a spirit or a ghost or something paranormal. And the only thing that's really deciding where that fits in in our own world is a person experiencing it.
2: Yeah, because it is strange, isn't it? Like a lot of people will sort of, I even have reports there where people are trying to say like something in their house is a UFO with it flying. Like even like um, security cameras for uh, in-house security cameras and stuff like that. Um, you know you have the other uh, well I'll call them dust particles, but some people want to claim them as spirits <laughs> or ghosts or something of that aspect. Um, yeah, anyway, oh, I'll bite my tongue <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 a little bit frustrating at times. like um, and that's that's another thing when you come into like like uh, we're partially investigators like when when it comes to this sort of stuff. like we're listening to people's stories and their encounters and such. And we're sort of like doing our own sort of investigations during this like it's a research in a sense. and for us, we're sort of like we're open-minded to the whole idea, but we keep our feet grounded to the whole thing and make sure things aren't too out there. If you know what I mean? Um,
1: oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Because the the thing is, it's if you go out there and you believe everything that you hear, it will really discredit the people who have come onto your show or my show yeah. or anyone who anyone who does a show like ours and have a genuine encounter. Because you know the the reality is, there's people out there who will be making it up that's just how some people are um or you know some people may have just completely misunderstood their situation and thought hey that satellite is the the scariest ufo in my life changed my world perspective because i saw it but at the end of the day it was probably just a satellite
2: yeah i get that a lot too like where especially um people trying to take photos or videos of something in the sky and of course cameras have the worst quality of something that's in the distance there or even if it's dark situation nighttime people try and film it and it gives no justice to the whole situation or what they're trying to give you and it's like look i understand what you're trying to get through but your video is just giving no justice to what you're seeing or it, there is an explanation to it and they don't want to believe what your explanation is to it because they're in their own uh what would you call it? i suppose like their own I don't know what you called now, <laughs> you know, their own, their, their own. Oh, I'm lost here now, <laughs> you know. Well, they, they've, yeah.
1: they've essentially like self-classified what happened yeah, to that's... them and they they just want to come to you to say, yeah, no, this is definitely what happened and go and live your life telling everyone that you saw what you saw. And that's cool. Like if that's yeah. what people want to do, like they, it's not hurting anyone, um, but you just, you can kind of see the hate that that can really make online, especially in, in groups and things like that. Yeah. I envy you, who has like the biggest Facebook group in Australia when it comes to UFOs. Mm-hmm. It would just be a bit of a nightmare kind of sifting through that and either like making people feel like you've, they, they've been let down or you don't believe them when really that's not the case. You're just kind of actually trying to help them understand what they experienced.
2: Yeah, and I cop a lot of flack from it. Um, a lot of hate and all sorts of stuff. And it's like, because I'm not trying to discredit anyone's situation or their sighting. Um, it's just more or less to try and help educate people of the, the identifications and the understandings of what is actually out there. Because um, there's so many misidentifications. Um, like I've said this before, like maybe three, maybe 5% of them um, are, probably might be UFO or they're just unexplainable. But the rest of them can be explained. In some sort of sense, like because, like you know, especially like t- technology today, like we've got Starlink going over, we've got drones flying around everywhere, and people don't understand these things that are flying over at the time, or even like seeing the space station, or people still mistaking Venus of all things in the in the horizon, and is trying to claim it as a UFO. And it's like, well, look, go on, guys, like you need to get on, get a bit of sense about this, and do a bit of your own investigation to try and figure out what it is that you might have seen, to try and justify if it is actually a UFO or not. Unless you see it so do something so, like phenomenal, crazy, like you know, just, just defies all of our sort of known technology or logic, you know, then sure you got something that's credible. But the likelihood of you capturing that is like <laughs>
1: none. <laughs> and and that's it. Like you you kinda hit the nail on the head there earlier, the with the whole camera thing. You know, the, the, the sensors in our cameras, they're like, they're, they're minuscule. They're like a quarter of an inch. They're, they're super, super tiny. So when you point it up to the night sky, you're not going to capture anything. And, you know, does that do a complete injustice to what that person may be encountering? 100%. Um, but it could also just be the, the final nail on the coffin of kind of cementing, hey, no, this is probably just something to really worry about.
2: Yeah, like I've seen some there, like there seems to be a lot of these orange orbs starting to hover around at the moment there. And I'm trying to like figure out if it's a UFO or if it might be a drone with a light on or something like Um, Because it is weird, like, you know, people do mistaken Chinese lanterns, but it's sort of been sitting there for a while. And like, I'm going through something that I've seen recently and someone's going, look, what do you think this is? I'm like, I have absolutely no idea because I'm not sure at this point. It doesn't mean it's a UFO. And I'm not going to say it's a UFO or alien craft or any, any means. I'm just going to say I have no idea how I can explain this.
1: You know, that's really interesting because I'm getting more and more people contacting me about orange lights as well, because it used to just be red, yellow, white, blue, and I I would, it would be years since I heard an orange UFO. And it just seems like more and more people are seeing orange UFOs. I don't know if that's. A thing, um, yeah. I don't know, you know, is that like a, a rare sighting if it comes, like if you could even, you know, classify that. But yeah, I, I'm kind of getting the same thing. Like more people are seeing more orange UFOs, and that's a really good point that you bring up. Like, is is this something, you know, a little bit more terrestrial, like a, a drone or, or something like that?
2: Yeah, and that's the other thing. So like a lot of people like bringing all this new technology, out. like I don't know, you would have seen like LED kites and all sort of stuff flying around. They look they're cool, and then You've got the, um, well, just drones in general, you know. The, I don't know what model drones are coming out these days that might have the big orange light on there, but usually for me with a common drone, they have a, a strobe light on them, or you can see the red and the green for the front and rear of the drone. And I think when they get to a certain height, the red and greens might switch off. I can't quite remember. But then you get the white strobe light that will sort of flash to sort of...
1: Oh, okay. Well, I
2: guess to a certain height. Don't quote me on that. I'm not an expert on drones, but just from things I've seen in the past that... Of these things sort of happening to try and explain away like that because i've got to do my homework i've got to try and look into things here and try and justify what things are and explain things and i'll try and explain things to the best of my ability that i can do to try and give you an explanation to why it's not a ufo because um, if it was a ufo then i'll be like still like i've got no idea <laughs> i can't explain a ufo <laughs> because we don't have that much information on but look um i know you've had your own sort of experience there as well like you want to tell us about your experiences that you've had
1: yeah, so I've actually had a couple of experiences with I would call two a UFO and one something just so completely weird and I haven't actually told a lot of people that one so that'll be a little hot tip oh, hot yeah. scoop. So <laughs> my first my first UFO encounter was like just the most mundane experience in the world. And I wish I I could say I was doing something way cooler than what I was doing. But this is the thing with UFOs is like, they don't give a crap about you. They're just going to, if they show up, they show up. Like they're not going to really put on a show for you. So anyway, I was out in my backyard, just hanging up the washing. That's all I was doing. Eight o'clock at night, hanging the washing up. And as I'm like putting the clothes on the line, I see this light just zigzag across the sky. Over the whole horizon within two seconds. And I was just like, huh, that obviously couldn't be anything man-made because that thing was hauling and the it it would have covered hundreds of kilometers in seconds. And with the, the zigzagging motion, it would have been maybe a K between the zags. So it was it was fairly fairly aggressive movements and it was just gone. No sound, nothing.
2: That's cool. And that something is... moving
1: that fast would, would have definitely been making a sonic boom or something like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. With some sort of resistance at least from our atmospherics and stuff like that. And that's the thing I don't understand with these things too. Like what is the whole idea behind these zigzag things? People claim and seeing these things zigzagging. It's like, what is the purpose of that? Like people are saying, Oh, it's just to get their attention. And that It's like, well, why aren't they doing it all the time? Cause like, everyone wants to see these things happen, you know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it just seems to happen to certain people and they're lucky enough to go and see that. And it's like, I can't understand. I can't get my head around what the whole purpose of this whole zigzag thing is.
1: It annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) Maybe like, this is going to sound dumb, but like maybe there is a genuine resistance to how far these, these craft can go in one direction without, I don't know, gravity affecting it. So maybe they have to change that direction to relieve the pressure or something that may be building up over that distance.
2: Yeah, it it's sort of seems like a pretty logical sort of idea. Yeah, I sort of get Yeah, the, I've uh, been thinking like,
1: about that for all of like ten seconds. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Now look, it sounds pretty. Like, like anything's possible at this point. Um, like I've sort of got the idea of like you know those um those uh, torch charges. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> that looks a bit weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you got those little charges that You got to do that sort of shit with. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, like, yeah like, absolutely. They, they could be like charging up the air engines for you, or you know, using the the to. To sort of charge Absol- themselves up
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and you know it could even be something like so far out like i i don't know how many different podcasts that you you listen to anthony but i listen to this podcast called theories of everything and um it is like it's so extremely beyond my level of understanding because it's like very very high level um thinking people go on to this and i'm a very very simple man high
2: intelligence sort of thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Yelling
2: yeah, is a bit above me then too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but something that's really interesting about it is they they talk about UFOs a lot on there, and they they talk about them in a very serious matter, and they bring on a lot of different experts in different areas of like mathematics and physics and things like that. And one of the things, uh, one of the guests that went on to that podcast, said something that was. It, it kind of changed that whole perspective of UFOs for me because I I'm a really strong believer that these craft are interdimensional. I don't necessarily think, like these are aliens coming like from outer space. One that would be cool if it if that is the case, but I think the inter interdimensional is probably that's the best working theory that I've got. And they said that the this this person kind of suggested that the reason that you see these things kind of maneuver in more unique ways than what you see here on Earth, like they don't produce any um, like heat signatures or or anything like that. And they said that it wouldn't be out of the possibility that the engine or whatever moves this craft is in a different dimension. So So essentially absolutely so we just we just don't see it we don't understand how that moves like in in all reality to to really simplify it it could be like let's let's get like silly to the point where it's an easy thing to visually understand is like a um like a a ski cable run we can see the string or the 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 wires sorry that these carts are going up on but if if the the wire was in a different dimension, or some something that we couldn't see. Those carts would just look like they're floating, doing doing their thing, moving without any any assistance.
2: Yeah, well, if you go in perspective, there, depending on how far away you are from that, you won't be able to see the cable. You'll just see the carts going up. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Concept. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that so actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this there could just be so they, they could be honestly something gigantic attached to these UFOs. That we just literally can't see because they're just not in our dimension and for me that that was like reality warping
2: yeah no that's cool that's a really cool concept it sort of does make a lot of sense like i've always uh, like sort of come with the concept there of um our eyes can i see a certain amount of color um you know and they can use the colors that we can't see to their advantage to sort of hide it behind it or you know camouflage themselves basically um, yeah. so you know it's one of those sort of concepts you can throw into it and be like i'm sort of on the the page there of being interdimensional, um so it sort of because it sort of makes sense there and lines up with the paranormal and then sort of the um the cryptid sort of side of things as well on how they can seem to maneuver around or travel. You know, they seem to appear and then disappear and all sort of concept. Um, or another one is like a you know there have always been terrestrial that have been advanced civilizations. Um, I'm sort of diving a little bit down that at the moment there with some of the people I've been talking to and. A lot of it does sort of lean towards like you know we've got a lot of history that's happened throughout this world uh, it's been lost thanks to our uh our sort of civilization our current civilization um wiping out all history there and like there's things are getting found and that sort of don't make sense that could have been part of the civilization um it you know I, I don't know how true some of these are because like you know hoaxes are out there facebook people just go in there to try and make money out of their Ads and commissions and sort of stuff. So whatever weird, wacky shit you can put on there, you know they're gonna put it up there so to get people looking at it and get their revenue. So it's a, like it does make you wonder like how much of this is actually true? Because like, I don't know if you've seen like the um that weird little computer or Enigma looking thing there. Um, it was been oh, probably, maybe ten years ago, I think it was, and scientists still can't figure out how to use it to this day. um it's, Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't take electricity. A, don't think it's sort of like a, it's like a steampunk kind of computer or a typewriter kind of thing it is a really weird looking thing and it's just doesn't make sense at all but um yeah it's mind boggling it, and that's just one of the things that's one of the things that they found and also like a sun rock with a couple of portholes in there like power plug sort of thing oh really uh, made wow. of rock and with a copper sort of lining so i don't know it's yeah it's strange and this uh it just makes you wonder like how true are some of these things to if they are real what century is this or was there an advanced civilization behind us or well, sorry i should say in front of us or no, behind us yeah. but yeah you know it, it makes you wonder there's like so many different wormholes you can go down like different roads that sort of go well it could be this it could be that or it could be this and which one do you take totally. to go and sort of get a better idea of what is all this is
1: and, and you know what, I think that's the, the thing that is the best thing about the UFO phenomenon is that everyone can have an opinion, an angle or a perspective on it. And no one is technically wrong when it comes to it at the end of the day. And I don't care what anyone says. Like there's no UFO experts out there. Yeah. Like they, they just don't exist. You know, it's like Bigfoot experts and, and ghost experts and you know, who, who defines an expert at the end of the day, probably themselves yeah. um, and you know how right, yeah. much credit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you look know, my like page,
2: I'll claim myself as an expert. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'm the expert of wearing Believe t-shirts, you know, yeah. take it from me. Um, <laughs> but that's that's really the, the reality when it comes to this thing. So yeah. if you are with the right crowd, you can actually have fantastic conversations about this type of stuff and have a fantastic night, like just talking about the most surreal things and it's just fun because yeah. who who knows what these things are at the end of the day
2: that's right and that's the biggest question of them all isn't it like what are they who are they where are they from you know it's that's the most intriguing part of the whole thing that's the whole mystery behind why we do this to try and figure out what these things are and like as you're saying like you know people claiming well, the experts are like the big i'm talking about like big honchos you know they'll claim something that sounds so ridiculous and it's sort of like well where do you get this information from sort of thing you're like you know to go and be able to claim that because um, like you know they'll to them they're claiming this as, as the truth the reality of what is out there and i know like us feel like i know we're objective and all sorts of stuff and it's like well how do you can you claim that to be the truth when there's only like maybe a handful of people who might know that's the truth whereas the rest of the world will just go no nah, it's not you're like you're full of shit. you're you're a crazy person go on. <laughs> get yourself suited up in a crazy room, you know, it's, it's uh, as sad as it sounds. I know it's horrible, but um, in the end, we just don't know. It's, it's sad.
1: Oh, 100%. And I'm with you on that, Anthony, because I, there's a massive problem in the whole like UFO world is that not enough people want to say, I'm not educated enough about this to give you my opinion or give you my thoughts on it because not everything that everyone says is going to be right. Yeah. That's where these experts are going wrong. Oh, so-called experts. You know, I think a lot more people do have to stand up and say, look, I just do not know enough about the topic to, to give you any opinions on it yet.
2: Yeah. I think that's the thing too. Like no one's going to have the right right answers for anyone. Um, like, well, you can try and ask, every person in the world go what's your thoughts on the ufo thing and but i think the biggest thing is that like there's there's um something about it that has a common occurrence with the ufos and stuff like that you know it, people are getting abducted and people are having experiences there where they are getting set up into the crafts and such all that. and i think that's like the closest thing we have to the truth of anything that's there like um whether these people that are the, the experts are um talking to people or they're just doing their own research and just following their own path. And that's the other thing too, like they could be doing their own research and warping it to their own agenda. Um, you know, it's just, I'm just throwing it out there. And it's not, I'm probably going to be getting a bit of flack for this one too, but it's up to the person's own perspective, who wants to go and read into it or listen to it about people's um, research and such like that. But for me, I feel the more genuine sort of reality on this whole concepts of paranormal UFO and all sorts of stuff, is from the people who are experiencing these things because you're not going to get it from the government or anything like that you're not going to get any from any higher um society person or something like you know in that regard everything's gonna be from the lower class like us doing this sort of stuff and bringing people onto the show listening to their experiences that's the reality there that's the juicy stuff that's where the stories that no one else really hears unless you're actually bringing up at a dinner party or a barbecue or around the campfire they bring up spooky stories that's where you're going to hear these stories and, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, and and you know you're you're 100 right. Like the the UFO phenomenon is the coolest thing in the world to talk about, but if you have anything other than like just that brief sighting, like it, it enters that real taboo world of, oh, okay, you've stepped over the line now, and you know if you you had a close encounter with something like that, or you know a a actual physical encounter with a potential being, you know, you, you've you crossed that line of oh, yeah, your UFOs are kind of cool to, okay, no, you, you've you kind of gone into crazy town a little bit, which we know isn't really the case because everyone's encounters are so different. They're so personal. They're, their perspective on what they're encountering is their own. So, you know, it's really difficult for other people to say, hey, what you experienced is wrong because it's like, hey, buddy, you weren't there.
2: Yeah, that's the thing too people gotta understand that too like they're not there and you can't really judge that person's experiences just because of their story you know like like you said like they weren't there it's one of those things that people need to understand um these things are real real they are out there and these things are happening
1: but you know it it is a double-edged sword anthony because you also can't just believe everyone that comes forward and said hey they, they took me on a mothership and uh, we, we took a cruise around the galaxy because there, there's give and take at the end of the day. And you want to believe everyone, yeah. but people do have to be be vetted because, you know, there's, people do go down rabbit holes. The UFO community is full of people who have gone too far down rabbit holes and, you know, will believe it. every little sparkle in the sky is something trying to talk to them.
2: Yeah. And, or a lens
1: flare. <laughs> oh, oh. you must be looking in my e- email inbox, mate, because that's, I get so many of them and yeah. they all seem to get very angry.
2: Yeah, about don't they? Why? My, um, my look, thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I know. And look, I understand everyone wants to have that genuine capture and all sorts of stuff. You know, like I would love to be able to see that genuine capture of like undeniable evidence of an object sitting there, like, you know, it's got little aliens They're going, oh, yeah, go, hey, you, go? And, you know, I'd love to see that. And not being CGI, but, you know, um, but unfortunately, yeah, like uh, there's there's so much out there that people don't understand and that can be misidentified and, but yeah, mate, we missed your, um, your second encounter that you, um, we got (laughs) sidetracked.
1: Okay. So my second encounter was an encounter and this is going to sound ridiculous. Um, but it was an encounter I forgot I had. And it only got brought, like the, the memory came back to me when I was interviewing Ross Coulthard. And we were literally talking about how there's this almost funny effect of not remembering UFO encounters. And him talking about that triggered this memory. And essentially, I used to live up at the top of a very tall mountain. And all I could see was basically mountainscape where I lived. And there was this light way, way, way away above the mountains. And I was outside taking my dog to the loo. And all of a sudden, all these little lights started to show up around this other light. And just started to slowly spin around it and went back into it. And that was it. That's all I can remember of that encounter. I can't remember if it shot off. I can't remember if it did anything like that. And I know it sounds ridiculous and I know it sounds silly, but I just can't remember anything else of it. And the crazy thing is I encountered this with my brother. He doesn't remember it either.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's a strange thing. So do do you recall if you like had any missing time at all during that as well?
1: No, definitely not definitely not because my wife would have been like what the hell are you doing out the front for like
0: hours
1: (laughs) (laughs) no so um yeah there was definitely no missing time but it was just kind of like this this thing of no we he didn't remember it happening and yeah only talking um with Ross about that that subject and that kind of topic it it really jogged that memory and I have a, a video recording of the, the interview I did with with Ross and I remember going back and watching it and um, there was like this look of like, holy shit on my face. Like you, you, this is, he's talking about you, you're, you've encountered this phenomena that he's talking about where you don't remember it happening. And it was an absolute mind spin because it, it sounds amazing. But i just don't remember what happened yeah that's
2: the other thing too like it, there's a lot of trigger points in this too like obviously, people when they listen to these podcasts there they've obviously got some sort of curiosity with this sort of world and some people actually do get that trigger they are going holy shit, i remember something like this happening and then they sort of like start trying to revert back and trying to remember it and next minute they're going down the wormhole of the uh the whole ufo and paranormal aspect of things you know it's kind of cool but I, yep. I think, um I've, obviously you would have heard of regressional therapy People going on yes. hypnosis there and trying to remember this sort of stuff um i had um someone on the podcast there craig harry um he he's a hypnotherapist there he's done a bit of regressional therapy and he's had people in there who, who didn't even know they had encounters and it's like where like how and why like you know they forget something that could be so life-changing to go on, like, you know just be gone like how does that happen like, it's like yours wasn't even like, um as amazing as it was, it wasn't anything fully interactive, you know, there was no physical contact or anything like that. And yet you still sort of, or your brother, sorry, and yourself just forget a little bit about it. And it's like, how?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a surreal thing in, and I, I don't understand it. So whenever I talk about it, it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't expect anyone else to, Understand it or believe it, if if that makes sense, because it is. It's just like this surreal thing that doesn't like make sense. It doesn't play by any rules or or anything like that. So
2: yeah, yeah, because I know the brain goes into like a protection mode there, and it'll you know save itself from some weird ass or horrible memory, you know, um, regression. It and yeah, that sort of thing there just doesn't make any sense at all to me. And yeah, (laughs) I don't know. But um, so going through your podcast there, the people you've sort of spoken to, like what would have to be like the most craziest or I suppose out there, but, you know, like, I don't know, the most mind boggling to you, like what would you call in which aspect, I suppose, in which genre?
1: Yeah. So I, I love the, the UFO topic like immensely. I think it's, so many encounters are so alike but so different. I love finding that common thread between UFO encounters and, like, kind of saying, yes, fantastic, you're like, sweet, you, you've seen, like, one of the five observables and, and kind of stuff like that. Because those are the first kind of questions that I, that I ask because, you know, you want to make sure, hey, what you're seeing fits the, the criteria of a UFO and uh then diving in on how it affects them personally and and on the emotional level because uh that's where people connect better with stories so that's why i focus the podcast in that sense um because everyone can tell a great scary story but at the end of the day I, i actually care about how it affects the person on a like a a more intimate level because for me i find that more fascinating than you know someone saying i had the I saw the scariest shit of my life and I'm never going outside again because of it. That that doesn't really do anything for me. And it doesn't do any anything for people actually listening to the podcast because I want to tell well, I want people to come on the, the show that tell stories that help people rather than scare people. Because I think that's more important. Because you want a scary story, go pick up a Stephen King book type of thing. Yeah. But in saying that um in a long roundabout way of like kind of answering your question uh season one episode four uh ufos in country victoria is an absolute standout when it comes to to ufo encounters on the podcast because one was one of the first ones that i ever got to talk to uh, someone about and it is absolutely next level um I believe the the lady's name was Cheryl, and she saw this UFO landing on a hillside, um, in the the country part of Victoria. But if you couldn't tell by the name of the episode, and her and her whole family saw it. So like this is a, a multiple person encounter. Um, they were terrified. It was kind of the way she explained it was like War of the World. Tentacle arms were coming out of this thing, um, not towards them, but like just out of it, and. The, the dad, who was, or her husband, sorry, who was driving the vehicle, um, was absolutely terrified. He was gunning it down this rickety back road and uh, she said they should have crashed. Like they, sh- they were going off the edge of, of something. They showed up hours down the road with no explanation of what happened.
2: Yeah, I remember first thing,
1: Yeah, first thing they did, went to the cop station, told their story they're all scared out of their minds and um sorry this is a haunted studio and <laughs> I swear it is and I just heard something like a cough next to me I got chills yeah. oh man it is like it's so spooky coming in here it's great um <laughs> it <sets the> tone. <laughs> yeah absolutely um so yeah, they went to the cop station, and then the next day, the she said, "All the air force." But basically, people came to her, separated her family, put them all in different rooms, and said, "Draw what you saw." And that was it. They they just let them go. But it's incredible, you know. Like you know, is that an MIB? Is that? Who is that? Like, who Who takes you away? Like, who has the authority to just come and take you away, separate you, and then individually question each and one of your family members over something that you may have seen? Yeah. Didn't they
2: get news coverage as well?
1: They did. They got nationwide news coverage about the event.
2: Yeah, it's strange. I've heard stories like, you know, uh, people are seeing, like, jellyfish kind of like UFOs or beings yep. or something flying around. It sort of makes you wonder, like, is that a jellyfish kind of thing like especially with tentacles coming out and like oh, okay. i
1: didn't even think of that
2: yeah it's it's weird like i can't get the i can't grasp the concept of these translucent sort of beings just floating around the sky and all this sort of stuff and like that i don't know it feels all final fantasy to me but you know it's um it's strange you know i don't know if you've seen the one where they came in like final fantasy they came in like year 2000s i think it was like mid 2000s i think it was it was like the first like animated sort of Final Fantasy movie they made, and like they had these like weird sort of creatures, ghostly creatures that come through, and that's that's sort of like what I can sort of relate them to. But yeah, it's it's strange, like tentacles sort of things. I, I can't get the, uh, my head around that sort of thing. Like you know, I'm used to hearing crafts landing, all these beings coming through, or you know, people are getting pulled out from the from their beds and into the crafts and whatever. But tentacles coming from a craft that. So it throws a whole new level of concept out there.
1: Yeah, right absolutely. There. Yeah. And it's the only time I've ever heard it. Ever. And I've spoken to hundreds of people.
2: Yeah. It's, it's the only it's time strange. I've ever heard of it. And it's funny, like you, like, you know, like I was saying before, there is like a bit of a, a common ground when it comes to UFOs and abductions and sort of stuff. People are sort of seeing the same kind of beings or, you know, some... Craft or something like you know, or some missing time of that. But then there's someone that always just throws a curveball and goes, you know, tentacles coming out of a craft or flying jellyfish or something like that going, you know. And it's like, where's all this coming from? You know, it's like, what is going on out there? Like, are these new sort of beings like coming from somewhere else, or you know, it's are we becoming like the new center of the universe where people are like, 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 um, you know. These beings are coming in and checking in on us and going, Oh, hey, yeah, you're going all this place. is weird, you know, going do a bit of a tourism sort of thing, and you know, it's it's weird. Um, like
1: Why do you okay, I am gonna ask you a loaded question. Let's say whether they're interdimensional, from space, from other planets, from within our own earth, like, why do you think they're coming here? Personally,
2: I think we're an alien ant farm. Or some sort of farm, at least something like that, you know. And we're just being sort of looked at from a view, like you know, it's like it says itself, alien ant farm. We're just observed. um We could be a reality TV show for the universe. I don't know. It'd be a pretty good show, <laughs> in all honesty. But yeah, that's probably my best explanation because, like, you know, otherwise there would be a lot more interactive interaction. I feel like, you know, I don't see any reason that if these beings were alien. Why couldn't they contact us? And we have like a bit of a Star Wars, Star Trek sort of concept where you know we start flying between worlds and that, you know, trading intergalactically and all sorts of stuff, you know, that, that sort of concept. Um, and that's sort of like you're saying, before, like you're not really um on the idea of these being aliens from outer space because I feel otherwise they would sort of contact us, you know, and trade and you know, all sorts of stuff and you know, interact at least um dimensional beings uh, i can't sort of get a really good grasp on the concept behind that it just it's weird doesn't make much sense um and it could be just an observational thing like we um we were probably once like a spiritual sort of race and we were a lot more connected to the aspects of nature and life itself and maybe during that time we've sort of lost our way a bit and these things are sort of trying to slowly re get us back into the whole spiritual side of things of the world and look after mother nature something along that aspect anyway you know um and terrestrial well yeah terrestrial beings um again it could be like just that same concept of alien ant farm where they're just watching us from afar and just observing how we this civilization's going to go this this time around you know this sort of um yeah i don't know it, it's weird you know are we going to blow ourselves up or are we going to actually better than what they did back in the day sort of thing or did they survive from a, a asteroid or something like a world ending sort of thing from outside space whatever you know there's it, a lot of different concepts and i uh as we've mentioned before we can't give a simple answer or a straight answer because everything's just guesswork but it's yeah i can't get, I get yeah to me it just seems alien farm seems to be the best answer because they just seem to be sitting back from afar and just watching
1: yeah yeah
2: that's so a weird one, but yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I heard a really, really interesting theory just recently about why these things may be visiting us, and it's you, you're you leaned so close to it with what you're saying about like one of the ideas is that maybe it's on a much more spiritual level. Because what if out of all the universes, all the all the dimensions humans are the only creature to have an afterlife like what if our subconscious lives on forever and ever and ever that would be cool and nothing else in the universe in the like in the universe or any dimension is able to experience that so essentially like to put it bluntly like what if humans are have some sort of immortality about them and we just continue on to another existence after this. Because let's, let's, let's get really woo. Like, let's say there's aliens on Mars. Would Mars be haunted with the ghosts of past aliens? Yeah. Who knows? But what if they come in here to understand what that part of our lives is?
2: That's an interesting fact, but then how would that work with them being dimensional beings then because like they're on a totally different aspect in the dimensional realm, are they able to interact with us on that outside plane on that dimensional plane where our spirit would linger on over to?
1: Oh shit, Anthony, I'm not dead, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs>
2: just put a bit of woo to it you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but i i always love a little bit of woo because i think the the paranormal world and the ufo world is a lot more connected than people would probably like to to think
2: yeah uh definitely and that's uh, I, i've leaned more strongly towards the the dimensional beings aspect of things you know because there is something that's going on there where you know everything like you know cryptids ufos paranormal stuff you know there, there's something on that. Side of the realms we can't seem to reach, but yeah, there's something going on there. So, which also uh, leans me towards um, going back to your podcast there. Now, you get a lot of yowie interactions, and why do you think that is? Like, uh, like you know, because like you know, paranormal and UFO things have been around for years, but there seems to like be a big, massive highlight with your podcast where people are seeing yowies everywhere or have had some sort of experience with these yowies. Like, what's going on there?
1: uh mostly because i love yaoi stories so <laughs> <laughs> um i would feature a lot of i, I would feature as many yaoi stories um as i can because i think yaoi's are the raddest thing in the world if if there was one thing that if i could confirm exists like if it's an afterlife if it's uh ufos or aliens uh if it was yaoi's i'd pick yaoi's like in a heartbeat because the the thought that there's this gigantic mythical monster that's out there that can reportedly do so many different things depending on the people who have encounters with them just exists is the coolest thing Anthony like you could not find anything cooler on this world than a yaoi in my opinion
2: <laughs> yeah no they're cool I can't get out of that episode there where old love was on the bike and she's ran into a yaoi there and she's just Seeing this whole thing in genitals genitals and all, that was like the highlight of that whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh geez, you don't get that mentioned very often. We're going like, Oh, I'm seeing a bit of crotch action there, you know? But <laughs> Yeah, usually yeah. The, um just people usually get stalked or rocks and stuff thrown at them. I mean, like it's a really interesting in the yeah aspect. Um so like where do you feel feel that they sort of come into the whole paranormal UFO side of things? Where is their connection to it, you feel?
1: Um, to be honest, I, I don't know if there is a a connection, like I can really only go off the, the stories that I've been told, things that I've read. Um, I would seem to think that this is a, if it, I think it's a, a, a flesh and blood creature. And if we have to base it off the fact that, you know, let's say hypothetically, like, this thing is as old as the crocodiles, you know, like this thing is hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years old. Like think of how adapt a crocodile is in water. It can take down absolutely anything and you wouldn't even know it's there right next to you. Let's use that same type of mindset when it comes to the yaoi in the bush. You know, a a yaoi in the bush is as at home as a, a crocodile in muddy water. So both masters of their domains. So, um, yeah, I, I just think the the Yowie has been able to totally evolve itself to be become the absolute master of its own domain. And I guess us humans, you know, like we we're not at the level that that creature would be in that area. So it it just has an upper hand on on experiences because that's why we haven't got a, a, you know, a dead body or we know of a dead body um, because I've heard plenty of stories of people finding dead bodies and governments sweeping them up. Um, How much you believe that is up to you. But, um, yeah, that's why, you know, they'll bury their dead. they would be quite educated about what they need to do because, you know, if they live beside the the aboriginals of Australia for 100,000 years, um, in, you know, in, in peace, so to say, um, there would be a lot of, I guess, understanding from man on how to avoid them, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I was sort of like just thinking then, like uh, with the Aboriginals and the Yahwehs sort of living side by side, like why wouldn't they sort of introduce themselves whilst white men sort of came in the country, you know, sort of inside um, civilization, settling. Um, but then I sort of like in my own head. Well, if you see a hairy man come running at you or saying somewhere, you're going to go, that's a bit weird, you know, like, you know, that thing shouldn't be real or, you know, um, you know, and obviously our human history there proves otherwise, you know, we just go and wipe out whatever doesn't make sense to us, um, as best we can. And so it sort of, sort of makes sense as to why they don't want to go and introduce themselves. But yeah, you know, i sort of answered my own question in my own head then, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like you know, there's has got to be some point there. Like, they've got to come out in reality and sort of show themselves. Like, I I know there will be people out there that do want to hunt them, you know, to try and as as trophies. And you know. it's it's going to happen. It's undeniable that's going to happen. But I sort of feel like they, if they sort of did, sort of show themselves, and this sort of can sort of relate back to the UFO sort of thing as well. If they showed themselves, and you know. Sure, we're going to have a bit of a freak out to start off with, you know. Go, oh, wow, if these things are real. And some people go, yeah, see, I told you. But anyway, if they did show themselves, then we like, they'll sort of ease into the whole aspect of our life, you know, and it would just become the norm instead of this whole got to keep hiding, got to keep away from civilization sort of thing, you know. Um, and then, like, I don't know, like we'd adapt to it, you know, surely we'd adapt to it. And
1: nah, I disagree. You know? I disagree. I think. The world wouldn't handle it at all. People think they could, but you, you've got a family. Yep. Now, let's say you lived on the edge of bushland. And then overnight you find out, hey, there's an eight-foot monster in the bush who could just snatch you up, snatch, snatch your children up. How, how would you feel about that?
2: Obviously, you'd be um, very scared and uh, defensive, I suppose, yeah
1: multiply that by 22 million Australians yeah you know that's that becomes a pretty dangerous situation and then what happens then you know like do do people just go out to the bush and start killing anything that might look like a yowie? and yeah. you know there'll be there'll be idiots out there because the world is just full of idiots who would dress up like a yowie, do you know make fun of it and what happens there you know you might get <laughs> something disastrous oh no um, not sure yeah exactly and then you know there's the the massive 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 knock-on effect of how that would affect the real estate prices across australia because people would not want to live near any bushland um people would not want to live anywhere remote because of that uh then you would also have like the massive the, the, the biggest implication would be the national parks would just use if you if you google how much national parks make in australia it is uh absolute mint that would disappear and then not even that you'd go into the whole mining sector of like what can you mine what can't you mine yeah so you know like the the those knock-on effects like it sounds cool to say yeah i'd love to the world's ready to see yaoi's but I don't think the economy's ready to see Yowies then. Yeah. I don't think families are ready to see Yowies. People as an individual, cool. Look at that big-ass monster in the bush. Never going in there again. Yeah. But, yeah, the whole, the, the world as a whole, yeah, would yeah. just become a, an economic mess because of it.
2: Yeah, too many repercussions from it, basically. So if you threw yeah. that into the UFO aspect of things, do you think the world would be ready for UFOs?
1: Probably not Probably not, same thing UFOs are probably worse Because where can, where can you hide From something that potentially can just Show up anywhere Either dimensionally Or it falls from the sky We have no control over that From, if, if these things Are, you know Malicious, they seem to Be able to do anything that they Want within our reality And we can't do anything to negate that. So again, it's kind of like everyone would be, it would be on the knife's edge of, okay, everyone would be for themselves because if you're, <laughs> you can't defend against the sky, you can defend against each other.
2: Yeah. I think that's the scary part too. Like that, these things can just do whatever they want, wherever they want basically. And to me, that, that is the scariest part of this whole UFO thing. Yeah, um, it absolutely scares the crap out of me. Just how easy it is for them just to do whatever the hell they want, and I think a lot of people forget that reality of this, well, except for the people who experience these things firsthand. You know, like they obviously it affects them entirely, um, emotionally uh, and physically. Basically, you know, it's, it's a, a horrible thing to go through, and like I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. And
1: one hundred percent, yeah. I say to to people who have come onto my podcast i just go i i don't know how you live a normal life after what you've experienced like regardless if it's a yaoi paranormal or ufo you know like you've you've encountered something that you you don't have any control of there would be this massive victim complex of like why me like why did this happen to me and will this ever happen to me again and the i guess the the thing is when it comes to you know um UFO cases where there's people who, you know, claim that they've been abducted. It's not uncommon to think, well, it's not uncommon for that to be like a lifelong series of events. And then you hear it about it being a generational thing. Like, oh, that happened to my mother. It's happening to me. And, oh, great. Now I'm pregnant. Is this going to happen to my kid?
2: Yeah. That's sort of something I've dived down to a little bit of like, you know, uh, I'll call it a blood contract or someone. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. But it it sort of, it sounds sinister in a sense but you know it's it's always something in their blood relation that they're there's something that they want or is curious or like you know um you know people are saying like they want their traces of dna or something there you know there's something of interest in their bloodline anyway and i can't quite work out what that is um obviously it might work better with their dna to sort of mix together to make these hybrids Uh, i know you had jane on there as well um talking about hybrids and stuff like that and it sort of makes sense to try on you know hybridized but obviously different genetics will play a big part when you're trying to make something or clone something in that sense um i'm not in that so- scientific aspect of things to know what the hell i'm talking about but you know there is a a, a, a thing there where is bloodline related and it is, it is strange um people who have had random experiences there with nothing else behind in their family history and that it sort of makes you wonder what's so different about those ones there that where they've come across in their bloodlines you know uh, where something wasn't of interest and then all of a sudden is um have they adapted something in that path of interest i don't know it, it's i know i'm babbling here You're trying to come up with some sort of concepts here to try to work out what the hell these things are I and mean, that uh, again it, it's, it's scary i i i as, as curious as i am to sort of try and get an idea of what happens out there and what these things are and such like that, i sort of don't really want to at, at the same time because i'm scared of what the hell they are <laughs> what they will do
1: oh 100 and you know people people will say to me um you know kato oh, what would be the scariest thing for you to ever run into and i straight up alien if i saw an alien right now i'd be dead i'd like just had straight up a heart attack <laughs> i like, pop out my chest i'll be gone because um that's that's just a concept that, like, isn't unfathomable, but it's just too much to to handle and comprehend that great. All, all control is gone.
2: Yeah. And like, you got to hand to the people who have had these experiences there. Like, you know, they've had it lifelong or they've, like, you know, it could have just had suddenly happened in their adulthood. But I think it would be sort of worse. I'm not sure. Like, like, you know, if you go from a kid's perspective, like, you know, you people think, like, oh, imaginary friends and stuff like that just seeing things you know a common thing that the parents do you know um you know growing up with it you sort of probably like you get used to it and you know i suppose you sort of eased into the whole reality of that sort of things but if you're in a, like a someone who has never had an experience nothing like you know paranormal or any sort of cryptid sort of experience uh growing up and then something happens to you one night and you like you've got this full blown memory or glimpses of something that's happened like you're gonna react pretty you know, you're going to freak out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hats off to to the people who have had these encounters and, you know, continue to live their normal lives and, you know, can't get out of the situations that they're in, but they, they do the best they can. Uh, they're, they're legends, you know. They're, they're heroes in their own worlds, and I think that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, look, definitely kudos to them because, like, they're the ones that, are Pretty much holding it together for us, <laughs> for yeah. All the people, yeah, who 100%. Don't this, <laughs> you know,
1: it, because it'd be um, so easy to, to crack, to be honest.
2: Uh, wouldn't, it What? And I think, yeah, send me to the loony bin, I think, because I'm,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm, yep, I'm not going, I, I can't hold it together here, you know. Um, look, I'm going through here before we go and finish up here. Um, just trying to go through some, cause there was some questions here, I'm just trying to figure out where these were. So hi to everyone who has um, put in the comments there, saying g'day and all sorts of stuff. Um, just going through. Now, there's a weird one because I'm not sure where it was. Oh, don't they harvest our souls as they don't have one? That's a different one. I've never really heard or thought of that Well, one. that's that's
1: pretty close to what I was saying. Like, you know, that's, that's essentially, would your soul be counted as your consciousness? Does your consciousness live on?
2: Yeah, that's right. But would they harvest it or... How would they harvest a soul i suppose like we don't understand the souls or what i don't
1: know maybe, you know, maybe they're yeah. like harry potter dementors and they just you know <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> eat it <laughs> that makes a bit of sense too and that's sort of like you know, um going on that uh scientology you know that they were wrong about that sort of stuff they were these souls with, I don't know, i'm not full on with the um scientology thing but i know it was like some sort of alien souls thrown into a volcano and it's like, ah, it is sounds that, a little that, too sp- fabulous for me. <laughs> is that like a same concept there? Like, you know, half-things souls are going somewhere and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff that people throw out there, you know. But um, one of the biggest, best ones there, I was talking to Doug Moffat there uh, a couple of weeks ago there and talking about, you know, when we're talking about uh, the history or why these things are visiting us, sort of thing. And he brought up a really good concept there where these beings uh thousands if not hundreds of thousands of years in front of us and basically what they're doing is they're sort of come back in time to watch as we're progressing you know and like it's like obviously that would have been their timeline at some point and going look this is what we used to be like back in those days you know
1: yeah yeah absolutely i i, I love the time time traveler theory when it comes to these things because you know if these things travel faster than the speed of light that hypothetically makes time travel possible
2: yeah and like if you think about it too like you know these things have been coming back uh in our history they're like you know ancient times they're like you know they look, uh, yeah. ancient and hieroglyphs. you know aztecs and all sorts of stuff there's been some sort of writing or some sort of evidence there that there has been some sort of beings or crafts being cited and whether they were the god figure of their time or whatever you know but you know, there's history there of saying that these things were back in those days. And it's absolutely, it sort of yeah. Makes sense on that. So I don't think there is anywhere. Oh, Linda Mullen Howe talks about alien soul harvesting. Okay, I'll have to go and check that one out because it's got me a bit curious on that one there. Um, but yeah, look, um I can't, like, we could keep going on for hours here, but I know time gets a bit short for you. And uh, but also, we've got families to go back to. So, uh, mate, look. Thanks very much for coming on the show there, mate. Um, give us a bit of a blog there before you go and where people can find you, get contacted, go on your show.
1: Mate, uh the best place to to find anything related to the uh, the Blue Paranormal and UFO podcast is the website. So uh believepod.com. Uh you can go listen to all the episodes for free on there. Um but you can also find us on like Apple, Spotify, basically anywhere that has podcast streaming, you'll find the podcasts on there. Um, but yeah, if you if you do want to be a guest on my podcast, if you had an encounter with, um, you know, paranormal, UFOs, Yowies, all three, I call it the holy trendy, if you get all three, you get a special badge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hit me up. Uh, you can contact me through the website and uh, I'd love to chat with you.
2: Awesome. Nah, that sounds great. Mate, look, again, thanks very much for coming on. On the show tonight, it was great having this chat again. Like, uh, it's been a while since we've had this good chat, and yeah, like, last time I was a lot more nervous, you know, a bit more player. You're like, a pronoun, you know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm not that high <laughs> yet. No, don't go that <laughs> nowhere near that aspect yet. No,
0: um, it was, no, uh, it was,
1: it was fantastic coming on, man. It's uh, we, we genuinely need to do this more often because it was way too long. Um, in between drinks, so to say. And uh, yeah, I love what you're doing. I think you're, you're killing it with the podcast. You're doing a great service to, you know, everyone technically in your niche and, uh, you know, you're, you're a great voice for them.
2: No, thank you very much. And uh, uh, same to you. you. sort of took words out of my mouth there. I was going to say to you, mate. <laughs> so you beat me to it. But yeah, look, mate, thanks again, mate. It's absolutely awesome. And we're definitely going to have this chat again soon, mate. Look forward to it.
1: Awesome. Thank you, mate. You're it's right. been a pleasure.
2: Cheers, mate. Yeah. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show, and remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hey right